Welcome to The Higher Self and I, your go-to podcast that will release you of your victim mindset and become your one-way ticket towards the mind-blowing results you desire in your life and your business. I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden, mindset and business mentor, ready to help you unlock your mindset into gear and empower you to step into the person you always knew you were meant to be, a badass CEO who is here to claim her freaking millionaire life. Ready to find out what life could be like if you just did the thing? Let's go, baby. Hello, gorgeous lady. Welcome back to Higher Self and I. I hope you're good. We are diving in today to a belief that has come come up quite a lot with my clients recently. And I think as we move towards our goals and we really start to embrace that reality that we've been dreaming about and then we kind of get there and then we're like, oh, what's next? And oh my God, maybe I feel like I've, I'm finally doing this or I'm working towards this. And we have this belief that comes in that says, you don't get to have it all. No, 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 no. You can't have the successful business and the beautiful relationship and the amazing friends and the money in your bank and the great health. No, no, no. You don't get to have all of that. We've always got to be struggling somewhere. And I get it. It's a phrase that we hear, you get to have it all. I have said it a couple of times on my social media and it is my latest post-it note on my computer. I get to have it all. And it's often met with like skepticism or doubt and like, well, how can how can I possibly achieve success across the board? Like, how can I possibly have success in my business and maintain a healthy relationship that's fulfilled and experience financial abundance all at once? No way. (laughs) And the truth is that it does, in fact, start with our belief system and how our brain has processed and responds to that story. And I wanted to do a bit of a personal one today because I know you love it when I get personal within my beliefs and my life, Um, because this was a really big belief that I had to work on a lot. And actually it was really strange because 2022, I didn't realize I had it. I didn't realize I had the belief because all I ever wanted was the successful business and the great relationship and the traveling around the world and my family and the money flowing into my account and going on trips and being able to buy things. And lo and behold, the end of last year, especially especially when I'd moved back and then I had the relationship and the house and Barney and all of that, I was like, oh wow, this feels so, so scary so scary because I've never had this and I had and still have a pattern where I will get so far and then be like, right, well, I've got a freaking sabotage somewhere, something somewhere in my life right now because I don't get to have it all. 
And I really wanted to talk upon this today. So we know that our beliefs shape our reality, right? You know that if you've listened to the podcast, if you've been in my world, you know how much I talk about our subconscious programming having a reflection of our life as we see it. The subconscious programming and the, and the neural pathways that, the, that we have get us to see things in a certain light. We know that, right? And actually, that means that two people can go to the same party, exactly the same party with the exact same people, with the exact same music, with the exact same alcohol, with the exact same food, and one person can think one way about it and one person can think the other way. Because we all come to instances, to um, experiences, to things that happen in our life with our map of the world, with things that have happened to us, with our subconscious programming, with the stories and the beliefs that we believe to be true, usually between the ages of zero to seven, but we can take beliefs on later on in life, but we show up with those beliefs. And by God, was I showing up to my life, to my business, to my relationship, to my finances, with that belief that I can't have it all. So if that's the belief that I was showing up with, what do you think I was doing? (laughs) I was making sure that I didn't have it all. And I was going through this, and this was happening in Australia, to be honest, when I reflect back, but I would have a really epic month in the business. And if I'd have an epic month in the business, I would find something in my relationship to pick upon or to get upset by or to sabotage myself in. So I was on this constant seesaw of like only one thing could be good at one time or my relationship could be really good. So then the business had to fail or, well, not fail, but the business had to go by the wayside or I would get really, really, really close to that next upper level for myself in the business and my relationship was good. And then I was both like, oh my God, like what could I do here to sabotage? I will stop going to the gym because I can have my relationship and I can have my business, but I can't be healthy. (laughs) And this like absolute seesaw of different areas of my life, and it comes back, it always reminded me of the wheel of life, which is you know, one of the most standard coaching practices of all times. I think it was the very first thing that I learned, to be honest. But, you know, the wheel of life where we have um, business and career, relationships with love, relationships with friends and family. We have finances. We have health. We have fun and recreation. You know, all of the little pie that we see when we do the wheel of life. And I literally couldn't keep the balance on all of it just being neutral on just being able to have it all, on just being able to do that. And no matter what I was doing, I had to sabotage in some way, shape or form something else because I believed that I couldn't have it all. And I don't know whether this is resonating with you right now and I probably think that it is. So I really wanted to talk into what I did to get through it. I've done a lot of work on this and by God, like it happens very, very irregularly now. Uh, But if I am in overwhelm or something's happened or I'm not consciously thinking about this, the new belief that I've put in, I get to have it all. I sometimes slip into that and, but I can see it so quickly and so clearly that I'm going, no, 
we're in sabotage right now. This doesn't need to happen. Thank you. Thank you, old thought. Thank you, old pattern. Thank you, old belief. But that's not my reality anymore. So I wanted to speak through what that process was for me because I do believe that we get to have it all. And I think it's really hard when you've grown up in... Uh, when you've grown up in a place or you've grown up in an environment where you see people struggling. You know, I saw my mom and dad struggle a lot when I was growing up, especially after my dad's accident. And they had it all. They had the house, they had the relationship, they had the kids, and then something happened, which meant that they couldn't have it. And you start to see this that like, oh, okay, well, I can't have it all or um, the other shoe's gonna drop, like, just be careful. That was one of the things that I used to think all the time, you know, like if everything was going really well, I would be like, oh God, like something bad surely's gotta happen. Like it can't be this good for this long. And that definitely was something that I said when me and Jack moved to Shrewsbury because it had gone from, I was in a lot of turmoil, to be honest, when I moved back from Australia, like I was going through a huge identity, what I, what, what I believed to be a crisis at that point, because I had gone from my whole life, my whole existence, the rest of my life being in Australia to then, yes, it was my decision, but then to be to be back and in, in the UK. And every time I tried to do any visualization practices about the life that I wanted in the UK, I couldn't see anything. I couldn't experience what my life was going to be like. So it was just such a, it was such a wishy-washy time for me, which then obviously ego comes in and then you overthink. And you know, I did a lot of work when I got back home. And when we moved to Shrewsbury, it was the easiest thing I've ever done. Like one of the easiest things, and this goes back to the podcast about letting go of the how. Since me and Jack have been together, things just happen so easily for us. And it feels a little bit like icky saying that, but that's why I believe that we are like, sheer soulmates meant to be, we meant to find each other at that point, at that time of our life. And everything that we've done since, like getting Barney or moving to Shrewsbury or moving into the house that we moved into before we moved to Shrewsbury, all of those instances, everything that we've done, the way our families now hang out together, which oh, makes me so happy. Like just everything that we wanted to do or everything that we've done happened so easily for us that we used to be like, how have we done this? <laughs> like, wait, hang on, what? Like, does it get to be this easy? And I know that that's part of the belief that comes with I get to have it all. And when we moved to Shrewsbury, we were looking and there was a, like we we didn't put any pressure on it at all, going back to letting go of the how podcast. If you haven't listened to that yet, please do. It was a really good podcast. Um, I'll pop it in the show notes. But going back to like moving to Shrewsbury, we were like, we can't, we want to live here. Like we know we want to live here. I had, a, you know, I started to visualize what house I wanted. Definitely like the cottage. I could see a red door. Like I could see all of the things, like the garden was full of plants. And, you know, I saw us dancing in the kitchen. Like I had like quite a good visualization of what I wanted. We knew that we didn't want to be in the location that we were. It was just a complete stopgap for us. It was a stepping stone. And we kind of started looking, but kind of didn't put pressure on it. We were like, you know, if the right thing comes up, the right thing comes up. 
And I and I found this one house and um, rung the estate agents and they were like, oh no, it's, you know, we've already done the views, it's already gone. And I was like, cool, okay, like I'm just, can I just give you my details? Um, this is what Jack does, this is what I do. All of the questions that they ask and I kind of just let it, let it go. And it was a Thursday night and Jack's mom was around and we were having a cup of tea and I got an email in from the estate agents with this, with the house that we live in. And I was like, oh my God, like it is, it is beautiful. It was a walk into the town, which was the most important for us. It was three beds, which meant that we could have the office. It had a beautiful garden, really like farmhouse cottagey vibes. If you've seen my stories, like the kitchen is to die for. It's my favorite place in the house. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Can we come and see it? We went to see it. That was, and then, then the rest was history. And it was literally so easy. The steps were so easy. He'd shown it us before it had even got onto the website or got onto the market. And there was no competition. It was ours. Like that was it. And those kind of like those sort of really simple steps when things are really easy, our brain goes, oh, okay, well that was really easy. So there's got to be a reason and I've got to make it hard for myself. (laughs) How many times have you done that? Like how many times have you signed a client and you've gone, wow, that, that was quite easy okay, right, well, that can't happen again because it can't be that easy again. And I was having these thoughts again and again because my, my subconscious was like constantly feeding this, you don't get to have it all. Like it can't be this easy. And I think those beliefs, like I said, are so intertwined with each other that, you know, it, it can't be that easy and I get to have it all because getting to have it all, like, well, it can't be that easy because we've, we're so programmed to working hard and you know, everything has to be forced and I have to do thousands of hours and, you know, push, push, push. And there is push. Like I, I get it. Like push in a way where you work hard. I am a very hard worker. Like I work very, very hard, but not to the detriment of like it being in that push. It's that finding that balance. And we moved to Shrewsbury and we would walk Barney down the river and you've probably seen it on my stories. I've put it up most days. And I went through a time where I was like, Jack, something's got to give. Something's got to happen. One of the exes maybe come out the woodwork and throw another spanner in the works or the house gets taken off us or or maybe they've got the wrong people for the house. You know, like there were so many things that my subconscious was trying to find because I didn't get to have it all. And how many times have you done that when things have come in? You know, I get, I get, told all the time that, you know, all you want is a client. And then the client comes in and instead of celebrating the fact that you've got a client, you're like, well, I don't know where the fucking next client's going to come from because your brain is so programmed to be like, no, 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 no. We can't be happy. We can't celebrate. No way can we celebrate what we've achieved. (laughs) We've got to go back to stressing and overwhelm and wondering what's going to happen next. I've got to hold on to that. So in this like constant um, unraveling of my I get to have it all pattern, I really had to do work on what the patterns were. So when I could hear the language that I was using with, God, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Or when I was waiting, when I was using the language um, of, 
something bad's got to, it's got to, something bad has got to happen. Guess where my Raz goes? Okay, Becky thinks that something bad's got to happen. Get the troops in. We will find that bad thing. So you're actually creating something bad happening because your subconscious is freaking out so much. So the first thing that I want you to do if you are in this pattern of, I don't get to have it all. It doesn't get to be easy. I've got to work myself to death. (laughs) I've got to work myself to burnout. I've got to put myself in hospital to make this happen. The first thing I want you to know is what takes you into that pattern. And what it was every time for me was the feeling of unsafety because I had believed so much that I don't get to have it, that I, that nothing good happens for me, that this is never going to happen for me. And the problem was it was happening for me. But because I had been in that belief for so long, my subconscious was like, what the hell? It's happening. It's actually happening. So now we've got to freak out and find something else. So it was that lack of safety in that new reality. And this is why I do a lot of higher self work with my one-to-one clients. This is why I'm constantly working with my clients to ground the safety into the realities that they're making. So we can carry on having those leaps in your business, in your finances, in your life, and you can feel safety around it. So knowing your pattern whether that's self-sabotage, whether it's procrastination, you know, for me, it was definitely, I could definitely see a pattern within me. Something was going really well in one area. So it meant that I had to fuck up another area. And it's so subconscious. It is so subconscious that you have to be so aware of yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest things that my clients say after working with me is like, oh my God, Beck, I am now so aware. And I now understand how to coach myself because that's what I teach my clients. You know, for me, one of the biggest compliments I get from my clients is like, Beck, I can now coach myself going into my life. Like, yes, you've coached me and you've helped me, but I give them the tools to be able to do that. So when you're in that space where you're aware and then you can coach yourself through it, like, oh God, the power that you have and the things that you shift through is insane of the quickness that you bounce back. I talk about bounce back ability all the time. So when you know your pattern and when you're aware of your pattern, and usually what would happen for me is the I, ha- I have had a lot of months where the business has been growing exponentially and it has, my, my bank account has been growing and the clients coming in has been very easy and they've been aligned and they've been amazing. And, you know, all of these things are happening and I'm growing and it's, and it's going and it, and it really is going in the way that I want it to and the way that I desired it going. So because that's usually my biggest win focus, then what I tend to find that it will be my health that drops off the face of the earth that I freak out about a lot. You know, I've got a lot of ingrained beliefs around how I look and my weight, and I still do a lot of work on that. So it's usually my health that I'll sabotage or my relationship that I'll sabotage because I don't get to have it all. So what I want you to do, first of all, is just become aware of where the patterns are showing up. So is it when something's going really well in one area that you have to completely sabotage another area? And how are you sabotaging it? 
So for me, I would fall into victim mode in somewhere else. So I I worked through the victim mode. You know, it's one of the biggest things that I've done the work on. I've talked about it all the time. I would have this great week in the business or like great month or whatever that is. And then I'm, and then I'm like, wow, okay. Like I can hold that. I've done the work to hold that, but equally I hadn't done the work to hold everything. I hadn't done the work to hold the relationship, to hold the money, to hold the business, to hold the health. And actually it was me finding, okay, like what do I slip into in other parts of my life now? So it was always my health that would go down the drain, you know, a hundred takeaways, not going to the gym, all of the unhealthy things. And I would have to pull myself out of it really quickly because I get to have it all. I get to work out and feel healthy and feel really fucking strong. I get to have the most amazing relationship with Jack, the passion, the love, the like fun that we have, the adventures that we have, the way that we are with each other. I get to have Barney who loves me so much. I get to have my family around the corner. I get to have a business that's amazing. I get to have the money in my bank account. I get to have it all. And I really had to learn the safety in balancing all of that. And I'm not perfect. And I still, the the kind of, the, the seesaw still slips sometimes, predominantly in the business more so at the moment because I am growing so quickly and because things are happening and because I am stepping into that next level. Um, definitely in May, I had a massive freak out in May <laughs> because in May I had the biggest cash month. I had the biggest revenue month. I had, I launched the membership. I had the quiz went out. I went to Mykonos for a guest expert. I went on holiday to Portugal and I got home from Portugal, which was the very end of May. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, okay. Like I do not get to have this. And I really had to do work around the identity of me holding that safety. And I think that's for me, one of the biggest things that have allowed me to keep growing the way that I have and continue to grow the way that I have is because I constantly, not constantly, I'm, I don't wear myself out with my thoughts a lot, but like I, I really look at when I know that it's going on and I don't shy away from it. You know, like I don't shy away from being like, Woo, okay, like I'm sabotaging right now. Like I, I had these big plans after May and I haven't done them and let's have a look at that. And, you know, really getting into the nooks and crannies of what that looks like. So I know I'm going round round the reek in today, but I wanted it to be more of a personal one so you can have an insight into my subconscious as well and the way that I have to work on myself as much as you would have to work on yourself, you know? I ain't a machine. Um, so I really understood my patterns. I knew when they were coming up. I got very, very self-aware. And to be honest, really, really honest with myself because I think there's self-awareness is the first step to change, but being honest with your self-awareness and why you're doing the things that you're doing and why you're sabotaging yourself in the way that you are is more important. And then I could have a look at my belief system. So, you know, my affirmation at the moment is I get to have it all. I get to have it all and really tapping into that because I did the belief behind it. You know, no longer do I have the belief that nothing works for me. No longer do I have the belief that this isn't going to happen. No longer do I have the belief of everyone else succeeds and I don't. And I had that belief for a real long time. Like one of my biggest beliefs is that I was, I will always be second best. And when I actually look back at my life, like 
I was always at the front. I was always picked. I got the trophies. And there was a there was a couple of times where that didn't happen for me. And I like my best friend was always the girl that everyone fancied, and I was always second best to her. Like there was a there was a lot of times where I didn't, where I was quote unquote what I thought second best. So I understand where that belief has come from, but that belief stopped me from seeing all the incredible things that I actually did achieve. So I really had to do work on that, like really had to do work on on that and the judgment around that. Because for me, like I get to have it all. That if I listen in, like if I, and I can feel it in my belly when I say I get to have it all, but like if I listen in and the work that I probably still need to do a little bit of work on is um, what other people think about me having it all which is always what I go back to. Mm. That beautiful fear of judgment that I have. Um, But you know, like I've had people say that they're triggered by me. I've had my friends say that they're triggered by me. And, you know, especially from being back and in the UK and being around more people, because I think in Australia, it was easier for them to detach from me um, because I wasn't there. I wasn't hanging around with them. Whereas now it's like, okay, well, I see Becky doing this business and this she has this amount of money and she goes on all these holidays. You know, I've had things that are like, people have said, well, you're always busy traveling, so let me know when you're free. And I'm like, oh God, like that kind of feeds into that belief that I have, but that's, that, that's, not, that's on them. They can do the work on them if they need to and if they want to, but it doesn't have to be my story and I do get to have it all and that is okay. And I think just like, really creating the safety in that and knowing that there is going to be bumps in the road. You know, people have told me that they're triggered about me and they have quote unquote given me evidence for my old beliefs, but it's up to me whether I take on their evidence. It's up to me whether I take that on as my story because it's only me that it hinders. They can go on with that belief and that's okay. That's their belief. They get to work on it if they want. If they don't want to, then they just live the life the way that they are and that's okay. But I don't, you know, like I'm here for big things and I'm here to create a movement and I'm here to to help people and to inspire people and to to really be that person where they go, wow, if Becky can fucking do it, then I can fucking do it because I'm no different. Like I just, I just feel like it's, I really need to give myself that chance and I want you to give yourself that chance. But if we keep playing into these beliefs of, I'm not like, it's never gonna happen for me or people will judge me if I have that or, you know, people are gonna judge anyway. We judge within three seconds of meeting someone. Like, of course we are, we're human, we're gonna judge, but like the judgment's on them, it's their shit to deal with, that's okay. And really creating the safety. And this is where my safety dance comes in. I don't know whether I've ever told you about it. I did a TikTok on it a while back, but when I'm in that up level, I created this safety dance and it's literally, mm, mm -mm. I'm doing the safety dance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm safe. (laughs) I'm doing the safety dance. Hopefully you can watch the video of the safety dance. I am recording right now on the video too. So, (laughs) but I, I know you can imagine me dancing. So what I want you to do is when you are in that space where you've allowed yourself to have it all, and if you need to do work on that, you know where I am. 
you've allowed yourself to have it all and things are moving and things are happening and oh my God, that was easy to sign that client and oh my God, I've just had a 5K day and oh my God, like whatever it is that you're going through where it's a really, really freaking good thing, hold the safety in it. Be like, it is safe for me to have this. It is safe for me to achieve this. It is safe for me to have this love. It is safe for me to have this money. It's safe for me to have this business. It's safe for me. It's safe, it's safe, it's safe. And if you need to do the safety dance, bring it out, make your own freaking dance. The safety dance is where it's at. So I really want you to allow yourself to have it, first of all, and that is down to your belief system. Understand the patterns of when you're sabotaging or when you're going back into the old belief system and then keep creating the safety in that new space. Because the reason why you're not allowing yourself to have it all is because it feels unsafe and the subconscious mind wants to keep you safe. It's its primal job. So have that moment where you go, okay, it's safe. Like it's safe. This is so safe. I don't need to think of a bad thing happening. I don't need to spiral my mind out of control of the next bad thing that's going to happen to me. It's that cognitive optimism that you want to create, which is where the beliefs, the beliefs that we have focus on the more positive outcomes in our life or the better thinking thoughts in our life than the negative ones. And actually when we're in the cognitive optimism, it is our, um, we're really tapping into playing into that belief. You know, we're tapping into the the prefrontal cortex, which is our like CEO brain. It's the part of the brain that's responsible for the decision-making, for the goal-getting, for the planning, for the execution. So when we are in the prefrontal cortex, going into neuroscience a little bit here, but like we have that we're allowing ourselves for the limbic brain, which is kind of our emotional side of our brain to, to quieten down because we're like, oh, but I get to have this and prefrontal cortex, come and help me. You know, like really having a look at that cognitive optimism that I can talk more on that in another episode, but like exploring what it looks like to, well, what could go right? You know, this is a an absolute common phrase in the self-development world. And I know everyone fucking rolls their eyes at it. I get it. But like, you know, we're constantly thinking about what could go wrong. What if we constantly thought about what could go right? How much nicer would life be? (laughs) How much lovelier would life be? And guess what? When we're constantly focusing on what could go right, guess what happens to our RAS? Our RAS then brings in things. Our RAS then opens opportunities. Like, it's a no-brainer and it's so fucking easy and we want to make it so hard for us to do this. So I'm getting all passionate now. So really creating the safety, creating that heightened activity in our, you know, like in our prefrontal cortex, which is the like decision-making, the goal planning, the, the goal setting and really understanding that we can have an impact on ourselves with that. If you do want to learn more about the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system, I talk about it in the procrastination episode in the membership. Um, within the Higher Self Society membership, you you actually have access as soon as you sign up to every other month that's been. So we've already had procrastination, we've done money mindset, we're moving into letting go of the how. So I would go in, come and join us, um, cancel whenever, come in, listen to all the things that you need, you know, 
you'll probably stay. I'm sure you will because it's so freaking good. But but yeah, if you want to know more about that, that blew the membership ladies' minds when I talked about that from a neuroscience perspective. But really allow yourself to create the safety because, my love, you get to have it all. You get to have everything that you've ever dreamed of. You get to have everything that you desire to have. And the only thing that's holding you back from that right now is you. And that can't be an annoying thing because you get to control that. You get to have an impact on that and you get to change that because it is you. And if we can unravel those blocks, if we can open your eyes to what it could look like instead and how it could be and how safe that could be, oh, the things that you would achieve. So I hope you've enjoyed this little bit more personal podcast today. If you have enjoyed me talking more about me, <laughs> if you've enjoyed me talking about me today, let me know. Um, I know it's it's not very often that I open the door to myself and I am quite vulnerable online and I have done vulnerable podcasts in the past. But if you enjoy this style of podcast, let me know in the DMs because I love giving value and I love teaching and that's usually what I do on the podcast. But if you'd like to hear more of these personal personal stories of how I've got through beliefs or what I broke through or like things that are going on in my business and in my life, let me know. I'd love to know if you've resonated with this today. So I will see you on the next episode. Love you. Your love and support means the absolute world to me with this podcast. So if you have enjoyed the episode today, please make sure that you are sharing or reviewing or even rating the podcast because it allows me to get into more ear rolls. Now, if we're not connected on Instagram, head over and add me at underscore Rebecca Hayden underscore. Come and say hello. I'd love to see you there and I will see you on the next episode.